Hello, you're listening to Repent and Believe Podcast with Cynthia Smalls, founder of Back to God Ministries. Welcome, my friends. Here, we talk about and teach the message of Jesus Christ, the only one who can claim the title of Savior of the world. We also discuss all things repentance and belief in Jesus Christ and how all these things tie into living a lifestyle where our deeds are manifested and fashioned in God so that we may be molded by the Father into vessels to be used for His glory. Amen? Amen. Okay, so let's get started. Hello everyone, this is Cynthia Smalls with Back to God Ministries. How is everyone doing today? Well, today I want to talk about how Jesus Christ suffered. When he stepped out of deity to come to this earth in the likeness of sinful man, the Father sent him to die on the cross for our sins, for the iniquities of us all, His blood was shed so that we can have forgiveness of our sins. So we read in Hebrews uh, chapter 2 verse 10 that says, For it was fitting for him for whom are all things and bringing many sons to glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. So we see that the writer of Hebrews is talking about how Christ suffered for us. So I want to uh, talk about five ways in which Christ suffered. So we know that Jesus was made perfect through sufferings. Too often we think only of his suffering on the cross, but Jesus suffered more than any human being and in many ways and some of those ways I have listed here so the first suffering that Jesus has done on our behalf and before we get started we have to understand in some kind of way because our our human brain cannot wrap around the concept of what it was for Jesus to step out of deity to come to this this earth, this sinful, fleshy earth in the body of a man and what it was like to be separated from God the Father. Because you see, even though while Jesus walked on this earth as a man, he was also fully God, okay? But he laid down the riches of heaven so that he can come here and to save us. So if we don't have a true understanding of how much he suffered, I believe that we cannot fully appreciate what He has done at the cross for us. He saved us from the wrath of God. God is serious about sin. He can't stand it. And no shape, form, or fashion will God ever 
tolerate sin. And so in his love and mercy, he sent his son to suffer. If we think that we have ever suffered behind anything on this earth, it pales in comparison to the suffering that Christ endured on your behalf. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> on my behalf. So let's so let's see some of these five ways in which he suffered. Okay, so the first one, leaving heaven was suffering. Okay, we can only, <clears throat> excuse me, we can only imagine the glory of heaven. And, <clears throat> and when we get there, we will never want to leave. Okay, um, number two, coming to earth was suffering. Okay, so we see that leaving heaven was suffering for Christ. Coming to this earth was suffering. Stepping down into a world filled with sin and God's people under Roman occupation, Jesus suffered. Okay. Number three, taking on human form was suffering. Could you imagine having a glorified eternal body to have to lay that aside to now step into the body of flesh, that's suffering. And we would never be able to fully appreciate this until we get to heaven. For those of us who have repented of our sins, we now see sin as God sees it. We know now that the wages of sin is death which will be eternal separation from God the Father being cast into the lake of fire. Jesus suffered all of this so that we can have the opportunity to say yes to God and his salvation plan. So yes, indeed, Christ suffered so much. All right, now look about Jesus taking on human form. Jesus came to the earth to be fully man yet. Like I said, he was still fully God. He was the righteous God man who walked with sinful people. Jesus came to dwell on earth as Emmanuel, God with us. And doing so, he set aside his glory and lived a human life, and therefore Christ suffered. The fourth way, living an earthly life was suffering. I can only imagine, because me personally, living <laughs> this earthly life, it is suffering. So I can only imagine God having to suffer while, while he was here walking on this earth. But he was determined to save us. Thank you, Lord God, for that. So having um, walked and living on this earth, Jesus suffered as we do. He was grieved by sin. He mourned over death. He lamented over the brokenness of everything in our world. And he experienced all the things that we do. When Jesus knew that his time has come 
for him to die on the cross. He suffered in that garden that night. He prayed so violently that he actually sweated blood. He kept saying how his spirit was, was grieved and, 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 and how he was in this depression. You know, so Jesus fully understands all what we go through. But his main objective for us is to, for us to remain in him through our suffering. Because the greatest suffering of all time that ever took place was upon that cross. And he did it for us. So our response to that suffering is to say, yes, Lord, yes, I will lay down my wicked ways. I will stop sinning against you. I will stop racking up and stacking up God's wrath so that I don't have to be cast into the lake of fire. So our response to Christ's suffering is to stop sinning or you too shall perish, okay? So the fifth way is this. Christ offering himself on the cross was excruciating suffering, not to mention the physical pain of being nailed to the cross. I mean, <laughs> I suffer when I get a hangnail, okay? I can't even imagine the excruciating physical pain that one must be in when he is being nailed to the cross. From the portrayal of Judas in the garden and the illegal trials during the nighttime hours to the Roman scourging and the agony of crucifixion, Jesus suffered for us. And this, this is just only just five ways. The New Testament lays out the suffering that Christ did on our behalf propels us to want to go and tell everyone about somebody that we met on the road to Damascus. Jesus stopped Paul in his sin and say, why are you persecuting me? Okay. And Jesus is saying the same thing to us now. Why are you persecuting me? I died for you. I don't want you to go to hell. I don't want you to suffer. I took it upon myself. I went to hell for you so that you don't have to. Stop persecuting me. Stop making what I did on the cross for you such a hardship. It is easy. It is simple. You are not going to live forever, okay? I have already appointed a time for you to die, and my clock is speeding quickly. 
in your life, my clock is speeding quickly. And if you do not come out of your sin, you will die in your sin and be tormented in the lake of fire that I created for Satan and his angels. I did not come to this earth for you to take what I did on your behalf lightly. I will sentence you to death if you do not stop sinning. My father has given me all the right to judge you and I will. If you do not come out of your sin, I will judge you by those sins and I will condemn you in front of my father and in front of my holy angels. I will cast you into the lake of fire if you do not stop sinning. I came to this earth for you while you were steep in your sin. I died on the cross for you. I suffered for you because I love you and I took on the wrath of God for you. I created you. I gave you that mind. I gave you that heart. Do not use it against me. I am the creator of heaven and earth. I am the king of glory. I am the righteous one. I am the true light. And if you do not stop sinning, and if you do not have a change of heart, if you do not turn from your sin, I will condemn you to the lake of fire. I will have my angel. I will have the angel of the Lord chain you and throw you into the lake of fire with Satan, the Antichrist, and the false prophet. Come out of your sin. I am coming and I am coming quickly. I am at the door. I am ready to come through. If you do not stop sinning, you too shall perish. Thus says the Lord. And all these things suffering, one thing was, and all these things suffering, one thing is required, obedience to the Father's will. Obedience required that Jesus humbled himself and he did so throughout his entire life. Because you see, everything flows out of our heart. The issues of our life, it flows out of it. So if we are living a lifestyle of sin, it's going to show up in our lives. And we cannot say, well, if Jesus exists, well, how come I'm having all this pain and suffering in my life? Why aren't things working out for me? I can't understand why I'm in constant confusion. It's because of the sin. That is it. Granted, people come into our lives. They cause us pain. Some people mean us great harm in that. But at the end of the day, 
when you peel away all the layers, yes, this business didn't work out for me. This man, this woman left me. Um, I got laid off from my job. Certain things are not in our control. Granted, we can put that up under the umbrella of the cares of the world, right? However, we have to take ownership of the fact that we know we sin it. We know those things that God frowns upon. We know it. Come on. We do know it. And so if we don't stay within the guardrails of the scriptures, if we don't stay within the guardrails of what Christ did for us and his suffering and and what it meant for him to step out of out of heaven for us, then we are going to be continue to be led by the works of the flesh. My friend, there's no way around this thing here. We have to stop sinning, okay? Stop sinning. And the problem with a lot of these brick and mortar uh, churches, they are not preaching on sin. Why? Because they are so busy pushing the agenda of the false doctrine of tithing and that they want to make sure that you put your money in their buckets so they are not going to preach anything that will prick you to um, stop you from coming into their churches because if they telling you to stop sinning, if they telling you that if you don't get your life together, you too shall go to hell, they don't want to risk the fact that you will leave that church and not come with your money. So you mean to tell me that we all want these tickling ear messages to make us feel good so that when we leave the brick and mortar churches that we kicking up our heels because we we feeling good about the, the message that the pastor preached today. Oh, pastor preached a wonderful message today. I'm feeling good. No, we should not be feeling good when we leave out of church. Why? Because that pastor... If he was really sent by God, okay, he would get you prepared to meet God by saying, come out of your sins and stop sinning, okay? Leave those buckets somewhere in the back of the church, okay, and preach fire and brimstone messages because let me tell you, these millennials, these young people, they have no fear of the Lord whatsoever. None. Okay? They feel as though, well, my parents are sinning. Um, church is nothing but um, a money-grinding meal. You can, Okay? I see these pastors dressing flashy with their cars, houses, and lands, and first ladies. You know? It's no wonder <laughs> there's no fear of the Lord among the young. And that's why like this channel and, and other true messengers of Jesus Christ 
We are going to tell you the truth, whether or not your rational scientific mind wants to believe this. If you do not stop sinning, you too will go to hell. Jesus suffered greatly so that that mind and that heart that he put in you can turn to him in true repentance and ask for forgiveness. Lord, I've been arrogant. I've been prideful. I question your existence. I question whether or not God really exists. I'm sorry. Forgive me, Lord. I was wrong. Teach me how to be righteous. Teach me how to be holy and to be obedient to your word. Because let me tell you, Jesus pushes away the prideful. Yeah, because he can't teach them nothing. Because their impotent heart is so hard and so brazen in their arrogance and sin and thinking that they know it all. And you have to prove to them everything before they can believe anything. My friends, it is not worth it. Wanting to have all this proof if Jesus exists. Because let me tell you, you're going to get your proof. Oh, oh, trust and believe you are going to get your proof and you're not going to like it. Okay? I would, I would rather, I would rather trust God now, okay? Because you see, once the Holy Spirit get into your heart and, and into your mind, <clears throat> all the questions, all the inquiries that you may have had about if God exists, does does Jesus really mean that if I repent of my sins, I can get to go to heaven? All of that will be answered. Why? Because see, now our minds and spirit are now in tune to the things of God. And trust me, I've been there. I already know. Let me tell you, once the Holy Spirit gets on your life, the cotton comes out of your ears. I, I don't... I can't explain it. One day I'm trying to read the Bible and it's not making any sense whatsoever to the next day. Oh my goodness. It's clear. I mean, it's like the veil is lifted off your eyes. It's like the, the scales are a uh, drop from your, your eyes. It, it becomes so clear and it's like, how did I miss it? I mean, you literally will stop in your tracks and say, how did I miss this? All I can say, heaven, heaven will do that to you. It will change your mind. It will change your heart about how you see the things of God and, and whether or not, if he's real or not, the Holy Spirit will make a believer out of you. Thank you, Lord. I heard that. He will make a believer out of you. But, if you're not in Christ, it's not going to make any sense. It's going to be absolutely foolishness to you. I know I was there. That's why I'm trying to let you know. 
The cross is not foolishness. What Jesus did for us, it's not foolishness. He did it to save us, okay? Do you want to be right now? Like, do you want to be proven so right in your in your mindset that Jesus don't exist, so I'm just going to be an atheist or I'm just going to be an agnostic, you know? My friends, my love, my family, Jesus, he's real. And the proof that you're seeking is in the Bible, okay? Now, if you don't want to trust that, God is going to make a believer out of you one way. I heard that. He is going to make a believer out of you one way, either on this earth or when you drop that bodysuit, he's going to make a believer out of you one way or the other, okay? Stop sinning and come to God. Jesus is waiting for all that he suffered for us. He's waiting and he loves us and he loves you even in all your sin, even in all your arrogance and your prideful mind. Even in all of that, he still loves you and he wants you to come to him. Stop sinning, my friend. Love the things of God. Trust me. Be a believer on this side of the bodysuit because when you drop that bodysuit, you are going to be a believer one way or the other. And then it's going to be too late. It's going to be too late. And now... You are going to be in hell gnashing and weeping. Gnashing of the teeth means that you are going to now spend all eternity thinking and regretting all those times that people was trying to tell you about Christ, those messages that you heard about Christ and you chose to reject it. God is going to make a believer out of you one way or the other point blank period the holy spirit just said god is going to make a believer out of you one way or the other do it now before you drop this body suit become a believer in christ jesus now before you drop the body suit because afterwards you would not the choice would not be left up to you any longer you have all the free choice right now. The choice is yours. You now have the opportunity to make the choice of a lifetime. But if you refuse that choice because you need proof, Lord God, Jehovah is going to make a believer out of you one way or the other. And I love you. Okay. Until next time, my friends, be well. Use wisdom. Don't give up on Jesus. Irregardless of what's going on, on out here in the world today, self-quarantine yourself to the Lord. How about that one? Okay. This world want to tell us to shut in and not go anywhere. anywhere. For me, I'm an introvert anyway. Okay. But you're not going to restrict my freedom. Okay. I don't care what the world says. And what anyone says, okay, if I quarantine myself, it's going to be to the Lord Jesus Christ, okay? 
This world don't dictate to this child of God where to go, how to go, what to do, what to wear. You don't know. No, absolutely not. Not any day of the week. Okay. Jesus got me and he got me covered. Bye for now. I'll talk to you all soon. Lord willing, stop sinning. Be well.